0: Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Uh, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to their lives? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They don't labour or spin. Yes, I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire... How much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. When no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. A word of prayer before we continue. Father, thank you for your words to us this morning. Words that um, inspire us but challenge us. Uh, Father, as Joel has already prayed, we want to hear your voice this morning. May our hearts and minds be attentive to you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, as you'll know, if you uh, were here last Sunday or if you've listened to last Sunday's sermon, last Sunday we were thinking about uh, the parable of the rich fool, the man who has um, such a wonderful crop that he thinks, oh, I've got to build bigger barns to store it all. He's a hoarder and uh, then he's a fool because he loses his life before he has a moment to enjoy any of it. And so Jesus, having told that parable now, continues with more instructions about how we should live and how we should sit lightly to the things of this world. And the first thing he says is really easy uh, because he says to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Uh, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will air. It's such an easy thing, isn't it? Do not worry about your life. Uh, really? I was going to suggest that if, if, you have, um, if you can look at your lives and think that you have never worried about your life, then feel free to take your mask off and come and give me a big hug. <laughs> I think I'm fairly safe in saying that no one is going to do that because We worry. We worry. What is Jesus talking about? Do not worry about your life. It's the thing that human beings do best. We all worry about our lives. We all worry about all kinds of things. And yet Jesus says, do not worry about your life. So um, it kind of uh, sort of stops us short we think, well, how on earth do I not worry about my life when most of the time I worry about my life? But, if Jesus says it, and it 's not just a suggestion it 's a command don 't worry about your life, then it must be possible. It must be possible. So the question is, well, how do we get to a place where we don 't worry about our lives jesus says we shouldn 't don 't worry about your life, what you will eat, what your body, what we will wear. So how do we get to that place and in order to understand how not to worry about our lives, the first thing we need to do is understand why. We worry about our lives. Why do we worry? And to do that, we're going to flip on uh, a couple of chapters to, uh, to Luke chapter 15. And we're going to explore just for a few moments um, the parable of the father and his two sons. And we'll, uh, if we continue in this series, we will get there in a few months' time. But by the time we get there, you'll have forgotten everything I'm about to say. So there's no worries that we're going to overlap a bit. But in this um, parable... Of the father and his two sons, and um, we know it as the parable of the prodigal son. It's just a terrible title, or the loss. There are two sons in the story, and they're both lost. They're just lost in different ways. But my question is when the sons are living at home with their father, do they have anything to worry about? Do they need to worry about what they're going to eat or what they're going to wear when they're living at home? The answer is no. Uh, we're told towards the end of the parable, Luke chapter 15, verse 31, the father says to, his, to the elder son, he says, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. You're always with me and everything I have is yours. So when the sons are living at home with their father, do they worry about what they're going to eat or what they're going to wear? No. The younger son puts himself into a position where he starts to worry about what he's going to wear and what he's going to eat. And what he, that he gets into that position by deciding that he wants to leave home. He doesn't want to be at home with his father. He says, I want my inheritance, I want to go and do my own thing, I want to live independently of you. And so off he goes, blows the lot and ends up feeding pigs and wearing rags. So the son, the younger son, gets into a place where he starts to worry about what he's going to eat and what he's going to wear. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. That's what we read in the parable. So the younger son gets to a place where he starts to worry about his life. Worry about what he's going to eat, worry about what he's going to wear. And he gets into that place because he decides to leave home. So why do we worry? Why do we worry about what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear? Why do we worry about our lives? We worry because, to begin with, we've left home. We're no longer living under the roof of our Father, our Heavenly Father. And once you leave home, then you're independent. Then you have to be self-sufficient. Then you've got to provide for yourself. And then you start worrying because you think, well, what am I going to do if I run out? How am I going to survive if I run out? When the sons are living at home, they never have that worry. They never have that fear because their father looks after them. He provides everything that they need. You're always with me, the father says. Everything I have is yours. We worry when we don't know that that's where we're living. We worry when we don't know that we have a heavenly Father who loves us and who is looking after us. A few weeks ago, um, earlier on in the beginning of Luke chapter 11, uh, we looked at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, We're studying that in our Lent study um, at the moment. But the Lord's Prayer begins by uh, Jesus addressing God as his Father, And the word that he uses is Abba. Abba, Father. And immediately he said that, the people around him would have had an image, would have come to mind immediately. And the image that would have come to mind would have been of a Roman household. Because in a Roman household, the head of the household was called the Abba. And a Roman household was extended. There would be uh, natural born children. There would be adopted children. There would be slaves. It would be an extended household. But the whole household lives under the protection and the provision provided by the Abba. So when Jesus says to his disciples, when you pray, say Abba, immediately that's the image they've got in their minds. Extended household, Abba at the top, watching over, providing. If you are in the household of a good, loving and kind Abba, you don't worry about what you're going to wear and you don't worry about what you're going to eat because your Abba Father will provide for you. Whatever you need, whenever you need it, Abba Father will watch over you. So we worry either because we are away from home... And we don't know that we have a loving Abba Father who wants to look after us. Or, because we haven't quite got our heads around that's who he is. Even as Christians, even as followers of Jesus, we worry. And it's a sign to us that we haven't quite grasped that we have an Abba Father and we live in his household. We've been adopted into his family because of Jesus Christ. So if we're worrying, the first thing we need to do is make sure that we're at home. Make sure that we've come home to our Heavenly Father. And make sure that we understand how much he loves us. Don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. We can stop worrying once we know we're home with our Abba Father. Life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. How much more valuable you are than birds. What's the principle that Jesus is, is, is teaching when he says, consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. In other words, they don't need a storeroom and they don't need a barn and they don't need to hoard because... God gives them what they need when they need it. God gives them what they need when they need it. Uh, When you know that you have an Abba Father who has promised to watch over you and give you what you need when you need it, then you don't need to hoard because you know that God has promised to watch over you. Uh, The parable that Jesus told, um, that we looked at last week, the parable of the rich fool, he's a hoarder. He's self-sufficient. He's independent. He thinks, well, I need barns. I need to store stuff up in case I run out. Well, the two sons in the parable of the, the father and his two sons in Luke 15, they, know, they don't worry about running out. Because the father says, everything I have is yours. It's only when the younger son runs away from home and tries to live independently that he runs out and he starts to worry the, the, the principle of understanding that we're like the birds is God will give us what we need when we need it. I was um, A few weeks ago, I was in, um, uh, on a Zoom call with a financial advisor. Uh, we were kind of discussing my uh, pension plan and in, investing for my pension. And uh, there were a couple of things he said that made me smile. Because uh, he said we were just sort of talking about finances generally. And he was saying it's kind of it's a good idea... If you can have a kind of financial cushion of kind of three months' worth of income, so so whatever you need for a month, he says it's a good idea, good principle to have, a, you know, three months' worth kind of tucked away somewhere just in case you you know you lose your job or, or something happens. And I laughed because uh, I thought, well, in the last thirty years, apart from maybe a couple of very brief seasons, I've never had three months' cushion. <laughs> You know, the money comes in at the end of the month, and by the end of the next month, it's all gone, and there is no more. There is nothing else. So, um, and then we go on to a bit more of a discussion, and we're talking about you know attitude to risk when it comes to investment, and, uh, and we talk about different levels of risk. And he says, "Well, what would you what would you do if um, uh, if if you you know if your investors if they didn't produce what you're hoping for? In other words, you don't get the income that you hope. What would you do?" I said, "Pray." so I don't think you've had a customer quite like me before but uh, we got along very well So I said pray because that's worked in the past and um, I haven't I kind of it's not because I've chosen to live in this way I've just never had any there's just never been spare cash to put you know to put away for a rainy day uh, I just never had that cushion if it rains then I have to pray to God for an umbrella and, um, but it's this it's but I've in a way I'm really glad that God's kind of put me in that position because it means I'm always having to understand that I have an Abba Father who will provide when I need it. Uh, let me tell you an, another little story. Uh, some of you be familiar with this. Um, about four years ago, my youngest daughter had her heart set on attending a performing arts school in London. Uh, she found it. She, if you know her, she's all singing, all dancing. Uh, she, is, um, she is actually, at the moment, my, my pension plan because she's going to be a famous West End star and earn shed loads of money, and I'm going to live in a wing of her house. But um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the hope. <laughs> there we are, hope for things are we don't see. Anyway, she, that's just since she was that's, she's all singing, all dancing. And she'd set her heart on going to this um, school, and it's a private school. So it was expensive and it was in London, so she had to commute. So I worked out that the cost of her going would equate to my annual income. That's how much it was going to cost. And I thought, this is just, this is bonkers, this is ridiculous. There's absolutely no way this can possibly happen. But it just, it felt like it was kind of the right thing to do. So in the summer, four years ago, I I asked the Lord about it. I said, Lord, is this, is this the right thing? Because you have to sign a contract with these uh, people to say you are, you are going to pay on time. And I'm like, well, if I sign this, signing this contract is bonkers. Because I literally have not got any But I asked the Lord about it. I said, Lord, what should I do? And the Lord showed me a picture. And the picture was this. And it's the picture that I want you to remember. Uh, he showed me a picture. It was a dining table. And there was, a, there was a place set at the dining table. And a meal was being served to the table. It was a really lovely hot meal. It was being served to the table. And the Lord said, uh, do you want the meal hot or cold? Do you want the meal hot or cold? When you sit down to eat, do you want it hot or cold? And I said, well, well I want it hot, obviously. I don't want to eat my dinner cold. Uh, and he said, well, if, I, if the meal is served too early, by the time you sit down to eat it, it will have gone cold and it won't be nice. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense. And the Lord just said to me, he said, he said I will pay the bills when they need paying, if Miriam goes to this school, trust me, and I will pay the bills when they need paying. And I felt such an overwhelming sense of peace. I just thought, okay, when the bills need paying, they'll pay. Man, I had some sleepless nights because <laughs> it's one thing to it's, it's one thing to kind of be sat and, and, and to sense the Lord has said that. Wow, it's a different kind of thing to you know to live it out, and I did have some sleepless nights, and, and there were times when I just thought this is you know this is mad, and um, but one way or another, it wasn't. There were times when it wasn't easy. It was a stretch, and people were very very generous, and um, the Lord provided. But every time there was a bill to pay for the next, those two years, God paid it. It all got paid. And God was as good as his word. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Enough for the day. That's the, that's the principle. Enough for the day. We don't pray, give us this day our yearly bread. Or give us this day enough for three months. It's daily bread. That's the principle of the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. So it's the thing. Do we know? Do we know that we're home, that we live in the household of a good Abba, a good Abba father, who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? We don't, you know, if we worry, we take hours off. We don't add them on. Um, When we worry... All that worry does is it saps our energy and it takes our eyes off Abba Father. Because when you're worried, you're focused on that, that, that lack and that thing that you haven't got and you think you need. Actually, our focus should be on our Abba Father. He says, well, I'll give you what you need when you need it. So we have to make, in the end, it's about making a choice about which way we're going to look. Because we do worry. But it's in that moment when the worry starts, we have to make a choice about, well, what am I going to focus on? Am I going to focus on this anxiety and allow that to absorb my energy? Or am I going to choose to look to my heavenly father, my Abba father, the head of the household, the one who has adopted me into his family and who will look after me. It's it's about a choice. And sometimes it's really hard in the moment to make that choice. But that's the, you know, part of the discipline of discipleship. It's choosing where to look. And Satan loves to distract us. Satan loves to get us worrying. Because when we're worrying, we're not looking to the Lord. And we just get into this downward spiral. We have... A wonderful Abba Father. Consider how the lilies grow. They don't labour or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. It's the same thing. Verse 29. Do not set your heart on what you will eat or Drink. In the end, it, it, it's a heart issue. Where are we going to set our hearts? He says, don't set your heart on material things, material needs. Instead, verse 31, seek his kingdom. Put God's kingdom first. And he'll make sure you have everything that you need. Make following Jesus your priority. The last verse, verse 34, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So you have to choose, well, where am I going to put my heart? What's the focus going to be of my, um, my life and my desires? Is it going to be, we've seen this so many times as we've gone through Luke's gospel. The challenge is to not look at material things and earthly things, But to step into the kingdom of God and live with our focus on eternity. Our focus on our eternal life. We sit lightly to the things of this world. We don't store them up. We don't hoard them. We sit lightly to this world because we know in Jesus we're already citizens of heaven. That's what we're looking forward to. I still have... My little ball of my bit of string that I get out every every so often, just with our little reminder that the little the little dark bit is this life and the rest is eternity. And yet so often all of our energy is placed on this life and we forget about the rest. Knowing Jesus, our focus is on eternity. It's on eternal things, on the kingdom of God. And because of Jesus, we're invited into the kingdom of God now. So, verse 32, don't be afraid. Your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Uh, Back to uh, chapter 15, verse 31, the father says to his eldest son, you're always with me. Everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. Jesus says, um, the father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. The kingdom of God. What more could we want than to dwell in a place where God rules and reigns? That's the invitation when we turn to Jesus and we surrender our lives to him. is to live in a place where he rules and reigns. And that must be the best place to live. So verse 33 he says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. If we know that we have a wonderful, loving Abba father who has adopted us into his family and who invites us to live under his care, then we don't need to hoard. Then we don't need to have more than we need. And that makes it safe to if need To sell our possessions and give to the Because for the poor, their need is now. When we hoard, we are saving up for a need that we don't yet have, but we fear we might have in the future. So we put stuff aside for a rainy day in case it rains in the future. Some people, it's raining today. And if we have more than we need... We can provide an umbrella for those for whom it is raining today. And we are liberated to do that when we know that we live in the household of an Abba Father who will provide what we need. Really challenging, isn't it? People say that the the last part of a person to be converted is their wallet. That's where the rubber really hits the road in our discipleship. Yeah, I love following Jesus as long as I can keep my purse shut. (laughs) No, the deal is total surrender. It's about being um, sometimes reckless. But in a way it's not reckless because we know that we have an Abba Father who will watch over us. The crucial thing is it comes down to the heart. Who's reigning in our heart? What's the focus of our heart? Is it on the kingdom of God? 100%. Have we abandoned ourselves to God? Or have we compartmentalised our lives so that we've abandoned bits of ourselves to God and other bits we keep under our own control? Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven That will not be exhausted where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Are we investing what God has given us for this life or are we investing what God has given us for eternity? Let me just say that none of this means that we can just sit on our backsides and do nothing and just wait for heavenly handouts. God has created us to be productive. God has created us to work. That's part and parcel of living this life. We don't just sit around um, uh, waiting for manna from heaven. We're created to be productive, but we're not created to hoard. We're created to trust in our heavenly father. We're created to share. We're created to be like him, to be Generous, to be extravagantly generous, to be self-sacrificially generous, because that's what he is like. So to live in his household is the most wonderful thing. It's the most blessed place to live. And when we know that we are secure under his roof, then we can stop worrying. And only then. If we doubt him, then we'll worry. If we haven't yet come home, then we'll worry. So, the question for us this morning is to ask ourselves Am I home? Have I come home to my Heavenly Father? Like the younger son in the story from Luke 15? Have I turned my life around? Have I headed home? Have I come home to my Father? It's interesting that Jesus says in this parable, Don't worry about what you will eat. Or about what you will wear? What are the two things that the father gives to the younger son when he comes home in Luke 15? The two things that the father gives to him immediately are clothes and food. Father says, bring the best robe and put it on him. Let's have a feast and celebrate. That's what God promises when we come home to him. So let's pray. Let's pray. Let's take a moment. And in these moments... Uh, Just two questions to consider. Have you come home? Have you come home to your heavenly father? And if you have come home, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, do you know how much your Abba father loves you?